0: And now for something completely different. Here's what's coming up this hour on today's experience. It's Expository Thursday. Expository Thursday. As we work together to know the letter better into the narrative of the book of Acts, we travel to understand what things the Lord requires of us as we learn to apply God's timeless truths in our lives. First... The thing we're going to review in Acts, it says this happened three times, and then there were three men. How many signs would Peter need? Let's see. He denied Jesus three times. He was redeemed by Jesus three times. He was a serious part of Peter, James, and John, known as the three. He was having a vision three times, and then there were three men that arrived to meet him. Wow, that's three, 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 three. A lot of threes for Peter, huh? Yeah, that's right. That's not an accident. Next, the Holy Spirit told me. This is what he said. Okay. All right. This is the problem with most Christians. He, according to the scriptures, which the Holy Spirit wrote in partnership with mankind, he told Peter, go with them and don't worry. I just want to verify with each person that the Holy Spirit told him this and the scriptures making mention of this after the outpouring of the Holy Spirit and there is no Bible. (laughs) So see, see how this works? See, the Holy Spirit told him what to do and he went... And finally, wow, it's extremely amazing that as Peter is recounting the experience, there are angels deeply involved in this process. Stop being surprised at this type of teaching. Hebrews 13, 1 through 2 states, Keep on loving one another as brothers and sisters, and do not forget to show hospitality to strangers. For by so doing, some people have shown hospitality to angels without knowing it. That's right. Matthew War had it going on angels unaware
1: david spoon's life has been an experience while growing up in a jewish family he made a wrong turn towards drug abuse then david spoon found jesus christ and his life completely changed the more he studied the gospel the more he wanted to share his experiences with others After 35 years of ministry, David discovered a new path of service. He joined KAAM, and this radio program began. You're about to hear the David Spoon Experience.
0: Welcome to the David Spoon Experience, local, national, and heavenly talk. Here's what else we're looking at during the show. Lessons for surviving, living, and prevailing politics, entertainment, and current events, personal revelations spiritual observations, my life's insanities, and oy vey, so much more. Hey, hey, hey. We're asking you, what do you think? Now, you can email us during the show, because actually, I can get emails during this show. <laughs> Yay! You can do that by emailing david at hemustincrease.org. If you don't like the show, You can email, G. I really don't like David's show, and so I want everybody to know that. I'm going to tell him at gmail.com, but the problem is that that account expires in three seconds. Right. There you go. Uh, You can also text us 214-210-8483. That's 214-210-8483. Or you can call us, 972-445-0770. Now, here's something amazing. You call 972-445-0770, and you will end up talking to Dynamite D. Hello,
1: lucky person. You got the number right, because you are talking to, kid, a dynamite.
2: Dynamite!
0: Dynamite. Talking to Dynamite D, that's like getting a fresh start on an important issue in life. Right? Isn't that great? Kind of deep. Yeah, it's deep. You are deep, brother. You are deep. And that is sort of a really good subject when we talk about it well down the road. Well, deep. Well, okay. All right, bottom line, any, any, topic, I like that, it's not bad. any topic is open for conversation. You might have an opinion. You might have a comment, a thought, a question. That's cool. The idea is that we are trying to encourage one another and strengthen one another as we see the time of the return of Jesus Christ getting closer and closer. And certainly it is closer today than it was yesterday. So nobody's going to argue that point. And our job is to encourage one another and strengthen one another and keep occupying until he comes. Now, I hope before the show is over, the Lord comes and we're all done. Done, 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 done. But if not, let's be there for one another bless one another, encourage one another, strengthen one another. In the meantime, one of the things that we normally do, which I just want to thank D for because I completely forgot already. That's how that's how bad I'm. is. We want to make sure you understand what our DNA is because this is our building blocks of who we are. What we do is how we function. D stands for draw closer to the Lord. Daily. Daily. Every day that ends in Y, spend some time with the guy in the sky. Okay, just every day, just spend some time with the Lord, figure it out, however that works, but let it be just you and he time. Okay, now by that, I mean separated time from the Lord, with the Lord, not separated from the Lord, separated with the Lord. Okay, and never be ashamed of Jesus or his words. Luke 9, 26 makes it clear if you're ashamed of Jesus, he'll be ashamed of you at his return. And then A, always be ready to serve. Now there's the challenging one. Why well you it doesn't bother most people to try and spend some time with the Lord. That that that's perhaps a little easier and actually for many of us it's it's kind of a place of grace. And you know you need to not be ashamed of what Jesus had to say. You know the world's going to try and make that. I mean you know it doesn't matter what happens. <laughs> Jesus was alive, if he was functioning in his ministry today—so he's alive today, he's at the right hand of the Father interceding for us—if he was functioning in his ministry today and people were getting uh, uh, healed, uh, they would uh, be uh, criticizing him for ruining the medical industry, okay? I mean, that's just— very interesting point just there's no way around that so you know that sometimes dealing with other people it's really kind of difficult because sometimes other people are a little bit schmoish here's the bottom to that you gotta always be ready to serve it might not even be who you want to serve we're pretty used to serving one another who are really close to us it'd be more fascinating if we were willing to serve people outside of our realm because then at least we'd be really presenting ourselves as instruments always ready to serve, right? Okay, that's, uh, that's good stuff right there. All right, here we go. Trivia question. This should not be too difficult. Many of you are scholarly enough to pick this up. What is the name of the person in the Bible who said, let me inherit a double portion of your spirit? Who said that? If you think you know the answer, you can call in 972-445-0770. You can text in 214-210-8483, or you can send an email, david, at org. Uh, there's one thing uh, I'll go into the teaching and then we'll, we'll do it but I, there's one thing I do want to tell you about but I'm going to wait on that for, for a split second so for those that don't know we're in the book of Acts and the book of Acts is just totally cool I mean how is it not cool it's just like the most awesome things you have Matthew, Mark, Luke and John and then you have the Acts which follow the Gospels okay and then you have the you know Romans the Pauline epistles and then you have the general what they call the general epistles and then the Apocalypse which is Revelation so it, you, you follow it, and this is what happens after. And so this is, this is why it's kind of a huge deal to see, well, what happens after Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John? Acts is that answer. So we'll take this caller, have them answer the trivia question, and then we'll go in and answer that question. So send them on through. Knock, knock. This is David. Who am I talking to? This is Jeff. Hi, Jeff. How are you? Doing great. Awesome. Thank you for calling in. I appreciate it. Very, very cool. You bet. All right, here we go. You bet. What is the name of the Bible person who said, let me inherit a double portion of your spirit? Is it Elisha? Yes, sir! <laughs> that is uh, right. Uh. And that's why, what's great about that, so some people, see, he he said that to Elijah. And so Elisha was like, I'd like to have a double portion. Now, there's a little bit of theology behind that. And the uh, Thompson Chain Reference Bible, just it's a really good study note, uh, shows uh, there was X amount of miracles for Elijah and twice as many for Elisha, which they do a pretty good job of kind of spanning that out. So you could say that was the, the fulfillment of it. Other people theologically go, well, it really had to do with his influence, its power, and so on and so forth. It's like, I don't care. The guy asked for a double God said, "Okie dokie," and that's what that's what happened. And so that's what I'm going to stick with. Excellent job, brother. Excellent. Did you you know right away? I did. Ah. (laughs) Just from reading. Just from reading. Good job. Really, really good. And I appreciate you calling. Excellent work. Thank you. All right. God bless. All right. Bye bye. Bye bye. All right. Very cool. Okay. I mean, I love that. Okay. All right. All right, so now we're in the Book of Acts. Here's something I want you to catch. Now, this is not the same for everybody, and we're not jumping into numerology. Okay, it's not that that never happens. I'm just not jumping into that. I just want you to listen to the text and see what's being said. Acts chapter 11, verse 10. Peter is defending why he went into the Gentile home it's like, well, why'd you go in that guy's home? You're not supposed to go in that guy's home. And then he's telling him, okay, well, God was the one who made this happen. So in verse 10, he said, I'll back it up to verse, uh, verse 7. He said, I heard a voice saying, get up, Peter, kill and eat. Never, Lord. I replied, I have never eaten anything forbidden by our Jewish law. But the voice came from heaven saying again, if God says something is acceptable, don't say it. Ha- it isn't. This happened three times before the sheet and all of it contained was pulled back up to heaven. Verse 11. Just then three men who had been sent from Caesarea arrived at the house I was staying at. So Peter is dis- he's describing what takes place. It's not as though, and I want to say this carefully, he doesn't have to be elegant. He, he just can just say, this is what happened. This is... God did this. He told me this. Of course, I told him no. We didn't really go into that teaching, but you realize that Peter did say no to God. He goes, never, Lord, never. And the Lord tells him three times, do it. Do it. Okay, well, do it. (laughs) So why do you think it has to be three times? Well, I think for Peter and for people like myself and probably for some of you out there, God has to tell us multiple times because we're dense. That's why. It's not because we're overly spiritual. It's because we're almost the exact opposite. Here, Peter, now look at what happened with Peter, right? Peter denied Jesus three times. And if you really get into that teaching, which it's very cool, each one was progressively worse than the last denial. It's very, very cool. Then Jesus restores Peter. How many times? Three times. So you know there's a direct correlation going on there, right? Peter is part of Peter, James, and John, known as the three, okay? (laughs) We got a lot of threes going on, right? Now he has a vision. Three times this thing happens to him where the sheet comes down, and then the sheet— And then finally it goes up, and then they're waiting at the door, and how many people are waiting for him? Three. And it's just like, I would think Peter would think, yeah, this, this, this is God." (laughs) This is God. Does that mean that every time you see a three or something, you should go, it's a sign from the Lord? No, but you get the sense that as Peter walked along with the Lord, whenever these things kind of happened, it seems like they happened multiple times, three being enough to confirm to Peter, yep, it's me, yep, do this, yep, go this way, yep, this is the right thing. I think that's cool. I don't think there's any problem with that. I don't think it applies the same to everybody. But I do think the Lord does do stuff like that for people to have the extra pat on the back saying, yeah, it's me. I just don't think it happens to everybody the exact same way all the time. I think that's weirdness because the way you got saved, the way your walk is, it's not the same as everybody else's. But there's usually something unique that the Lord connects. In this case, if you look at Peter's life, three, 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 three. That's all I wanna say. Three, three, three. How many? Three. There you go. We'll take our break and then come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here at KAAM seven seventy, the truth station here in Texas. Short break, we'll be back. Don't go anywhere.
1: Is the David Spoon experience?
0: Regardless of what the world says, regardless of what politics say, regardless of what uh, different people say, Jesus does one thing better than anybody else. He brings hope. It's like, wait, this could be different. And in verse 29, she touches Jesus and immediately her bleeding stops, right? She, the Bible says, look at it, immediately her bleeding stopped. She felt it in her body. She was freed from her suffering. You know, people will say, well, I mean, how do you know if you're healed? I got a message for you. When the Lord, when you touch the Lord and power comes from the Lord into your life, you know. She knew. Not only did she knew, Jesus knew. And Jesus was like, okay, who touched me? Who touched me? Power went out for me. Right? And then the disciples are, okay. Like There's like a thousand people right next to you. How are we supposed to? Now, why did Jesus do all that? Watch this. This is just one of those absolute mind blowers. The first thing that happens to her is her issue of blood ceases to exist because she touches Jesus. We would call that a physical healing. She was physically healed. She had an issue of blood, and that's a problem, and she couldn't do anything to help it. But when she was able to touch Jesus, bam, the physical healing happened. But then Jesus does this such weird thing because he's so cool that it just fits the whole thing. He says, who touched me? And they're all like going, okay, well, you know, take a look around, dude. There's a lot of people here. And he's like, who touched me? And then the woman said, It was me, right? Jesus not only physically healed her, watch this, he socially healed her because a woman who had an issue of blood was not allowed to have the same level of public contact as everybody else. So he heals her physically and then calls her up in front of everybody and goes, yeah, you're well now, huh? It's just, just think about the moment, And instead of saying anything negative or because God's not like that, he's like, oh, your faith has healed you. Okay, your faith and confidence in you touching me made the difference. You're physically healed. And let everybody who's around you know you are no longer to be untouched because you touched me, now you're socially healed.
1: Like any person searching for answers, I too have wondered about him. He has a weird sense of humor. If people are seeking wisdom and insight from the great teachers around the world, would they go to David? No. I don't think so. Those big ears really don't help. Will people enjoy his perspective on culture, politics, food, sports, and local and national news? I don't know. He's just a client. Tune in to the David Spoon experience on KAAM.
0: Welcome back. To the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the Truth Station here in Texas. That's KAAM 770, the Truth Station here in Texas. Getting ready for your trivia question. Now, usually when we do the third one, there's a little twist here or there. So I'm going to give you a lot of room in this one, okay? The first part of this, and then there'll be a second part of this, so you can go either way. What New Testament book tells a story of a man eating a book? That's number one. And then, what Old Testament book tells of a story that's similar? Ha-ha-ha-ha. ha ha Like that? Ha-ha-ha? Okay. So Joanne and Cordelia are gonna get—they're gonna get the pow pow on that. Oh, double pow pow! Very nice, ladies. Uh, so, so what book in the New Testament has somebody uh, eating a book? Right? Okay. Add a little salt, please. And then, what in the Old Testament? The Old Testament. Where is that? Who? What book is that also in? Pretty interesting. So, if you think you know the answer, nine seven two four four five zero seven seven zero. You can also text in 214 210 8483. As well, you can send an email, david at he must It is right here at this point in the show where David becomes uh, less brilliant and uh, just more like uh, who David is. And I have two, uh, two jokes for you. Ready? Two. There's two. Now, they're not one liners, but they're not long. I got two. Are you ready? Are you ready for me, D? All right, here we go. You guys, this one's funny, but you have to understand And the second one is just apropos. Here's the first one. After Aunt Harriet woke up, she told Uncle Irv, I just dreamed you gave me a pearl necklace for Valentine's Day. What do you think that means? You'll know this evening, Irv responded. That evening, Uncle Irv came home with a package and gave it to his wife. Delighted, she opened it to find a book entitled The Meaning of Dreams. Mission failed. We'll get them next time. <laughs> That's you get that, you guys? What do you think that means? Here's a book on The Meaning of Dreams. Less expensive than buying a pearl necklace. Okay, here's the other one. That was good. Uh, A little girl was sitting on her dad's lap. She gazed up at her father and said, Daddy, did anyone ever tell you you're the smartest man in the world? Her father, filled with pride, said, Why, no, honey, they haven't. Then the little girl asked, Then where in the world did you get that idea? (laughs) That was a great play. D, that was funny. <laughs> that was a good one right there, brother. That was excellent. Okay, all right. Uh, I got to do it right in the middle of the show. It's how it goes. Uh, Who ever gave you that idea? Uh, what New Testament book tells the story of a man eating a book or even a scroll? Okay, you can use scroll. Okay, that's, that's okay. All
1: right, that okay. kind of made a difference saying that, though. That, Does it? Yeah.
0: Okay. Scroll. All right. And then in the Old Testament, what's the case? What's the case? Well, New Testament, Old Testament. Somebody eating a scroll. If you think you know 972-445-0770, you can also text in 214 210 or send an email, David. At he must increase dot org. Let's get to the next section. This will be, of course, the more controversial section because it typically is. Anytime you're in the book of Acts, there's probably about 400 points in here that you're just going to go, what? What? And it's like, that's fine because God is not apologizing for writing his word, nor should we be apologizing for reading it. Although some people should apologize for the way that they brutalize it. Uh, Acts chapter 11, picking it up from verse 10. This happened three times before the sheet, and all all it contained was pulled up back to heaven. Just then three men who had been sent from Caesarea arrived at the house where I was staying. Verse 12, ready? Here it is. Get ready. Here it is. The Holy Spirit told me to go with them and not to worry about them being gentiles. Lo. <laughs> see, see. You see, you see this right here. This is a powerful moment. Now what we're going to do is we're going to take the person calling and let them answer the trivia, okay? And then we're going to come back to this and look and see that what Peter is saying is the Holy Spirit told me to do this and don't worry, I got you covered. And you think, how can you get how can you do that? Well, if it's the Holy Spirit, uh, I would think you would understand you can do that. All right, let's take the caller, get the answer to the question. Knock, knock. This is David. Who am I talking to? Hi,
1: hey, brother. This is
0: Brother Ace. Brother Ace. Oh, I've been praying for you and praying for you and praying for you. It's just a delight to hear your voice, my brother.
1: Well, I I appreciate that, and I always enjoy a connection with you.
0: Always, always a blessing. All right, this is kind of a classic. We're going to go with the New Testament part first, and then we'll switch over to the Old Testament if we can. And what what, uh, New Testament book does it tell the story of a man eating a scroll? What book is that?
1: Uh, Well, I'm I'm guessing at this. I'm not positive on any of this, but... uh, uh, I guess it's Revelation with John. What? That is
0: correct, Amanda. You are right again. You are you are often right. I just want to put that out. now. Any inclination to the Old Testament book where a person is eating the scroll?
1: Uh, I'm gonna guess Ezekiel. I'm that is sure correct
0: about. again. Yes, sir. Excellent job. So in Ezekiel, he eats it. It gives him as sweet as honey, and then it gives him a ache kind of thing. But Jeremiah makes reference of eating, this, eating the word, but it's not quite the same. In these instances, in Ezekiel and in Revelation, they're actually eating it. I mean, it's not like any kind of spiritual or meta, yeah. you know, like a, yeah, a I'm feeling that. That's what you're saying.
1: And I think, I think it was Ezekiel.
0: Yep, that's okay. exactly. Boy, you are sharp and on target. I got to pray for you before you leave. How are things going for you? How are you feeling? <laughs>
1: Well, I'll tell you what, uh, I don't know what's happened to me. I guess the older I get, the more uh, I worry about every little thing, animals, little children like Eastern and so forth and so on. And uh, I, I just, I start getting anxiety attacks. I'm having a really problem with anxiety.
0: Okay. Uh, and I
1: but I do. So y'all pray for me. Yeah, I'm going
0: to pray for you. You know, I've gone through that. So don't get, you know, there's no, there, it's not a spiritual, uh, uh, let me say it in the nicest way. This has nothing to do with spiritual maturity. It has to do with spiritual attack more than anything else. So it's just so, just so you can be aware of it. You'd never face it if you weren't a problem. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. So let me pray no, for no, you. No, let, me pre- let me pray and ask the Lord to bless you and free you from it. Father, we come before you right now. This is my brother. This is my brother, Ace. I love my brother, and I just ask you, Lord. I ask you in the name of Jesus. I know that feeling. I know that pro- I know that process, that creeping up process. And that how it it, it, it kind of stifles us and it, and it kinda wounds us. I pray against that spirit and I pray against that opportunity that continually beats against him. And I ask you to raise his heart above the fear, raise his heart above the feeling, even though it's somewhat of a sometimes a bodily reaction. We just ask you to raise him up and put his feet upon a rock, a new song in his mouth. And allow him, by your grace, to to be above it. He is not the tail. He is the head. And we ask you in the name of Jesus to remind him and to give him that power and elevate him up. And we will not stop praying for him until he has absolute deliverance. So, Lord, bring it into his life to your glory. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. and amen. Thank you
1: good All right. prayer you're a good prayer warrior you're a good prayer warrior i yeah. really appreciate that uh well, gift that you have to
0: well i'm, say gonna, good work, good I'm gonna be <laughs> I, I pray for you i'm gonna pray i had an anxiety attack one time driving on a freeway it was oh no it was terrible right and i was like it that's is, enough that's when i knew nope that's <laughs> enough so. so
1: there's no extent you know you, you want you want to get goes and wherever it can't wherever you go it doesn't help and uh You just, it's a a terrible, uh, terrible thing. And I I know a lot of people have it nowadays, and that's sad that we struggle with the the flesh. And this whole world It's such an evil world nowadays. So it's tough. We just got to all pray for each other, like you say, and uphold each other in faith and love. So let us continue to do that.
0: You continue to push forward, the Lord will give you He will give you the He, he will give you the answer. He'll give you the, the power of courses in Jesus. He'll give you that place to get to. So we know it's gonna happen for you. I just know it. Oh yes,
1: amen. We'll see it by faith. Oh, All, right. All, right. It.
0: All right, brother. God bless you. God bless you guys. Bye bye. Bye bye. All right, that's Brother Ace. See, I, I love Brother Ace. Right? We always like when Brother Ace calls. Yeah. It's just a gracious, gracious, gracious brother. Okay, so I want to go back to this thing, and, and I'm gonna get get a lot of blowback. I have one file. I'm just gonna be honest. I have one file that says um, wines a lot. W h i n e s, and that's for a couple of people that just hate. <laughs> this. this little, and I don't. It's, it's not. I'm not. I don't send them anything negative. But they're just like you got to put those files there or something because some people are just. You know, there was twelve disciples. One of them was like, you know, not not maybe the best on on the on the rack. Here is this situation, and I'm going to share something with you. And it's not listen to what I say. It's not the authority of Scripture. Can to, can can I get a witness that I have said that what I'm going to share is not the authority of Scripture? I am a witness. Okay, thank you. In verse 12, it says the Holy Spirit told me to go with them and not to worry about their being Gentiles, that they were Gentiles. And you think, wow. I mean, first of all, I, I, I relate to that because it's like, wow. He's like, okay, the Holy Spirit is trying to do something that seems kind of contrary. When I was pastoring in Flagstaff, Arizona, this young gal came and uh, talked to me. I'm not going to get into too many of the details, but... Um, she was—it uh, was not a good situation. The husband was not—it was not a, a kindness whatever. And uh, uh, he was uh, abusive, and there was a lot of drugs involved. And, you know, I'm. I'm as a pastor, I'm like, oh, this is—I kind of, already knew it was dangerous territory. And I'm sitting there thinking, oh, well, you know, I mean, except for marital unfaithfulness, you know, I'm like, you know what I'm saying? I'm prepping up my mind, trying to gear up to it. And the Lord spoke to me. When she said, I really believe I should separate and, and, and file a petition, uh, and the Lord spoke to me and said, have her do that. And I'm like, uh. I had to actually go to the board of the church and explain just for one day, though. Because it turns out as soon as she separated, it turns out he had six affairs in a row and nobody knew except for God. And even though I would have told her to flee because of the drugs, because I would have told her that anyway if, he, if he, he was being abusive. She had every biblical right to take that step and God knew I didn't. That's when the Lord was like, going, you know, you don't know everything. Just (laughs) and why? And I know. And what I've said? What did I say? It's not the authority of Scripture. You use Scripture. Scripture's the plumb line. I don't want to hear anything else about it. That's the fact. But that happens. And I want you to be aware this happened. The Bible wasn't written yet. In fact, when Abraham, who was super close to God, closer than you and I will ever be, was hanging out with God, he didn't have a Bible either. So let's not get weird on this. Let's be aware of this. But the Holy Spirit still speaks to people today. If he didn't, people would not be getting saved. So you just got to think of this common sense. Keep it where it's supposed to be, okay? The Holy Spirit speaks today. That's why in Revelation chapter 2 and chapter 3, seven times it says, Hear what the Holy Spirit says in the perfect present tense, which is current tense. Get it? Okay. Take our break and then come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the true station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere.
1: what is the david spoon experience
0: and god's like there's no room there it's like well no 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 i i can i can you know not vote for either kingdom well let me get this straight you're not voting for the kingdom of god therefore you're also trying to be a supporter of the kingdom of darkness how's that work that doesn't work and in in lieu of that you know i uh, had a discussion with my son we were talking about Preparation and being ready, because you never know when the Lord—you don't know when that trumpet's going to blow for you. You don't know at that moment where God's going to go, ding dong, time's up. And I say, I said you always got to be ready. He said, well, you can't always be ready. It's like no, you always got to be ready. Matthew chapter twenty-four, verse forty-two: Be ready, always be ready, for you do not know the day that the Lord will come. And that's not just from an eschatological point of view for life. That's for you individually. You got to be ready and watchful and aware because this is kingdom stuff and there's a kingdom being built to glorify God and there's all the opposing kingdoms and it's a pretty straightforward question which kingdom are you trying to support? that's the question and if you say well I'm not supporting any kingdom then you are opposed to the kingdom of God because you're either helping advance his kingdom or you're in opposition. And that's where Jesus split the line. And you think, well, that, that doesn't seem fair. We have a great word around this show that we like to use every once in a while, but with tons of love. Tough. It's like it's, it's not whether you think it's fair or not. You know, well, I don't think God, a God of love would do it this way or this way. Too bad what you think. You're not God. That's not up to you. Well, that's just what the Bible says. Let me get this straight. So you believe that God can create the universe, but he can't write a book? Boy, that argument's going to get lost every single time. So my whole point in bringing this up is there's it's not a contradiction at all. You're either for, you're there for in Luke 9:49 and 50 you're either for the kingdom, advancing the kingdom, driving out demons in the name of Jesus Christ, trying to make declaration for the truth of God or you're against the kingdom, whether you are verbally, physically against it or whether you are verbally and physically doing nothing. There is no neutral. You're either a kingdom advancer or you're against the kingdom. And what's really hard, everybody ready for your noodle to get baked here, is the decisions that we make advance kingdoms. Do we consider our decisions before we make these decisions? Do we consider what kingdom we're impacting? Whoa. Isn't that tough? The David Spoon Experience. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the Truth Station here in Texas. That's KAAM 770, the Truth Station here in Texas. Here's your next trivia question To whom was Paul speaking? When he said, Let no one despise your youth. Who is Paul talking to, the Apostle Paul, when he wrote, Let no one despise your youth? If you think you know the answer, nine seven two four four five zero seven seven zero. Also, you can text in two one four-two one zero eight four eight three as well. You can send an email, david at org. I'm going to send you up to the website. Before I do, I want to just say this real quickly. The Ambassadors Program is still up there. Hello. And if you've never seen the Ambassadors Program, on the website, go to Ambassadors. You click on it. There's a video. Listen to me. Watch the video first watch the video first and then you will know what to do and then you have that choice of brochures and bumper stickers and stuff like that and the and the application has to be filled out the little application file. It's real easy. Nobody gets any of the information. I'm just telling you that at a time. I don't promote it very much because I finished on the doctorate, but I should, and I'm going to get back to it. This year, we're going to promote a lot more of the ambassador's program. So if you're not an ambassador, you can be an ambassador. You don't have to do anything specific for the show. You're just saying, hey, yep, I'm here. Use me, Lord, as you see fit. Plus, on the website, a place to give money, and we'll say the same thing we say all the time because we love it because it comes from a Christmas movie. sir, I'd like some more. Anyway, uh, any funds that you can uh, part with would be fantastic. If not, don't sweat it. Please check out hemustincrease.org prayer request
1: HeMustIncrease.org
0: praise report HeMustIncrease.org looking to give to this ministry HeMustIncrease.org confused by what's happening right now HeMustIncrease.org (laughs) HeMustIncrease.org That
1: was it.
0: That was it, huh? Okay, that's me bouncing my head against the table here when we have the short sound clips.
2: Well, eating a turkey sandwich.
0: Okay, now I'm hungry. See, why do you do that? That's <laughs> just like, I wasn't even hungry. Now I am. Thanks a lot, D. All right. Uh, to who was Paul speaking when he said, let no one despise your youth? If you think you know the answer, reach out to us. Uh, 972-445-0770. Plus, you can text 214 210 8483 or send an email david at org. Let's do our Hiss. Let's go in the
1: Let's go
0: in the All right, so there's a couple of these. Now, I'm going to share some of these. I don't know these in the sense of I'm not familiar with it, but I'm going to just share it. Today is Pepper Pot Day. Pepper Pot, Pot Day. It's observed the 29th of December. Pepper Pot is a thick stew of beef tripe, vegetables, pepper, and other seasonings. Yum. I'll it. I know. I know. It, I know. it doesn't sound like, sound like it sounds bad.
1: Now, I've had pepper soup. I wonder, is that the same thing? I
0: don't know. I they don't They eat another I, I, I good it. Today is also YMCA day. Okay. I don't think you need to do the song, but I mean, it is wow. that. Uh, today is still need to do that day. <laughs> That's a lot of those days. I got to get my oil changed. I still need to do that. <laughs> it's like. still need it's like, how long has it been? I don't know. When was the last World War? Right. <laughs> Somewhere back in that time. Uh, Night or 1845 on this day, Texas is admitted as the 28th United States of the United States and obviously became number one and has been number one ever since. I don't think there's much question there. 1891 on this day, Thomas Edison patented the radio. When, Dave? Said it again. 1891. Wow. On this day. Uh, Okay. This is a little bit of a glib, funny thing. Ready? Ready? In 1965, a man was able to predict the correct score of every Major League Baseball game before the game began. How was he able to do that? Was it legal? No. Zero to zero. That is always the score before the game Ah, begins. That's the strategy that works everywhere, not just 1965. Nice little joke. <laughs> That's a good one, right? Okay. All righty. Last uh, review, and then we're getting into this. We do do teaching. I know you guys probably don't think so. To whom was Paul speaking when he said, let no one despise your youth? If you know the answer, you can call in 972-445-0770. Plus, you can text in 214-210-8483 or send an email, david at dot org. Uh, this won't be as long, but it doesn't need to be as long. So we just picked up on the Holy Spirit speaking to uh, Peter. I don't want anybody to be freaked out about me sharing that story about being a pastor and having that happen. It only happened once in 20 years of pastoring, so it's not like I'm like you know, oh, it happens all the time. Not for me. <laughs> I don't know. What I don't know about other people. It only happened once, but. Turned out to be uh, what it was supposed to be. Here's uh, the rest of what it has to say. So the Holy Spirit told me to go with them and not to worry about them being Gentiles. These six brothers here accompanied me, and we soon arrived at the home of the man who had sent for us. He told us how an angel had appeared to him in his home and told him, send messengers to Yappa to find Peter. He will tell you how you and all, all, how all of your household will be saved. The thing that I do find interesting about this or more amazing is that Peter, in, in sharing this story, he's, in a sense, he's giving accountability. I'm not sure he's defending himself as just explaining himself. And as he's explaining himself, he tells him the story. He tells him about a vision. He tells him about the Holy Spirit speaking to him. And now he tells him about an angel. Now, just think about this as you're communicating this story. The guy is telling you this story. You're hearing about a vision, right? You're hearing about the Holy Spirit speak to him right? And now you're hearing about an angel talking to this other guy. So to me, the bapticost that I am, I'm sitting there thinking those are three very powerful spiritual manifestations. I find it more amazing that this wasn't amazing to Peter. That an angel told this guy this and that's probably because he'd been with Jesus and uh, and you know all the stuff that happened. And what's important about that is for you and I to understand and I know people are very reserved about this, especially the United States, which does not make this a good thing. But it's amazing that as he's recounting it, there's just angels that are deeply involved, and he's not really surprised. In Hebrews 13, one through 2, it says, Keep on loving one another as brothers and sisters, and do not forget to show hospitality to strangers. For by doing so, some people have shown hospitality to angels without knowing it. And so there's a group of theologians that are like, well, that's not really angels. It's just people. And it's like, no, it isn't. It's angels. And the whole reason you know it's angels is because the Scripture says they were, they were being hospitable to angels without knowing it. They didn't know who they really were. And in your life, whether you think so or not, it's not relevant. Scripture is relevant. And throughout your life, there may have been various times where some person— Somebody was more of a representative of God than you might be aware of. When you you know it's funny because uh, you know we have all these pictures of angels, and if you guys looked at some of the pictures from the Renaissance years and so on and so forth, they're all like babies. <laughs> so, so stupid! Right? It's like yeah. the dumbest thing ever. Because never understood I mean, because they're babies. Except every time somebody sees an angel, I've mean, had nine out of ten times they're people like going, you oi, know, oi, oi, they're freaking out, right? And I find it amazing because as I was reading today in Mark, and just go ahead and read Mark 16. You'll get this verified. Today, I'm reading in Mark in New King, New King James Version, and there was uh, an angel sitting on the rock when the women came there to anoint Jesus. But it says there appeared a young man. And so in some pictures, angels are young men, not babies. And other pictures, they're like these gigantic you know warriors. And other pictures, they're just regular people. It's like, I don't know. You don't know, we don't know, but they're around. And the angel of the Lord encamps around them that fear him. And that's you. So maybe we open our eyes a little more and be more aware. Maybe that accident that didn't happen was something else altogether, right? Okay. Uh The answer to... Who was Paul speaking to when he said, let no one despise your youth? He was talking to Timothy. 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 There we go. Timothy. Okay. I'll uh, take our break and then come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on k 770 the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere.
1: Since the dawn of the internet, people have been looking for a website they can be proud of without costing an arm or a leg. People want a quality website to promote their ministry, business, hobby, or passion. Introducing Cowpunch Sites. Cowpunch Sites can help you create and maintain a quality website. From design to security, Cowpunch does it all. Cowpunch is a family owned and operated business, taking a fresh approach to business. Lots of clients at lower prices.
0: Make mom happy. The most significant benefit of working with Cow Punch Sites is that you work with real people, not cheesy templates. No outsourcing. It's $57 a month and there's no setup fee and no cancellation fees. When you go to cowpunchsites.com slash dad. That's cowpunchsites.com slash dad. That's me. Oh, did I mention that it's fifty-seven dollars a month? Cow Punch Sites, fifty-seven dollars a month, and that's no bull.
1: Um, Dave, this is a nice radio station.
0: Oops, sorry. That's Cow Punch Sites, fifty-seven dollars a month, and that's no bologna. There, that's better. CowPunchSites.com/slash/dad. What is the David Spoon experience?
1: This is Ray Bentley.
0: Ray Bentley, the man, the myth, the legend. Uh- on the show, going to say that about you? <laughs> it has been four Woo. years and in s- six months and twenty-nine days since you've been live on the David Spoon Experience.
1: Oh <laughs> man! I finally, I'm I'm sliding in under the tag, home safe. You are finally.
0: safe, okay? And so I'll, I'll tell the entire audience, real simple. Uh, after this interview, you can either blame Ray or you can bless Ray because <laughs> it was his fault a year and a half ago on February 12th when he called me and said, you should be back on the radio. You Amen. All, you, you just point Amen. to that guy. Okay. <laughs> all right, first of all, Ray, I want to ask you a really important question to start everything off with. The time is yours. You determine how much time you've got. It's totally up to you. But I do want to just ask you this quick question. How you doing?
1: <laughs> you know what? I am doing uh, good. I'm doing—actually, I'm doing great. I think these are exciting times. Uh, I I feel like we're in an acceleration of things happening, of God moving, of kind of things that we thought about and imagined prophetically what it would look like. And it's like happening so much so fast with such acceleration. I'm like, I can't hardly keep up with it all. It's just—it's a great hour uh, to look up and to encourage one another. You know, I, I do realize there's lots of uh, challenges, and these are trying times, but out of the worst of times come the best of times. And if you can't shout,
0: say, you'll have to face a penalty. And- Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KWM 770 the truth station here in Texas. This k double Amen. 770, the Truth Station here in Texas. Here is your last trivia question in First Corinthians 15: What is listed as the last enemy to be destroyed? Ooh. See, I do that too. Too good is what Noel saying. In First Corinthians uh, chapter 15, what is the last enemy that is listed to be destroyed? There you go. If you think you know the answer, 972-445-0770. You can also text in 214-210-8483 or send an email david at org. Uh let's see. Keep in mind, I did mention this before, but I do want to bring it up again. So we're in the middle of switching podcast hosty people. So we're uh, working through that. We should. There's no misses at this point, but just keep aware that if there's a glitch, that's what's going on. There's nothing, you know, ex- except for my original hosting people are not replying at all. Hello. Uh, so, you know, what do you do? You got to just do your best. Pray that it's blessed and let Jesus take care of the rest. Right? Okay, there you go. Uh, there it is. So that's the question. What is the, who is the, what is the, I guess it's a what is the, right? Uh, what is the last enemy to be destroyed according to 1 Corinthians 15? Uh, that would be the question. Excellent responses all coming in. Everybody doing an excellent job. 972 That is the number to call. 214-210-8483. That is the text. And then David at he must That is the email we will have our show tomorrow. We will not have a show on Monday. But Monday's replay, I'm telling you, if you haven't heard all the shows, even if you heard it, it's still some once in a people like it. It's a good replay. So I think you, you guys will like it. And then we will we, we'll be back on Tuesday. Okay. That's that. That's that. Here we go. Here's the rest of this portion. I love this this little portion because this is I, I am for things where the Lord shows up and let me say this nicely. Disrupts <laughs> when, when the Lord shows up, it's 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 not out of order. It's just not the order that He established. I think that's a, a big difference. And so listen to what Peter says as he's telling this story about he's he's talking about Cornelius and you know he's got this. Oh, the angel came down and you know he's sharing this story. Everything's great, right? So he says this in verse 13. He told us how the angel had appeared to him in his home, and he told and he told him, send messengers to Yapa to find Simon Peter. He'll tell you, and all your household uh, will be saved. All right, verse 15. Well, this Peter goes, I began telling them the good news. Cool, <laughs> right? I began telling them the good news. What's the good news? There is peace with God through Jesus Christ. That's the gospel. You make it as complex as you want. Look at 1 Corinthians 15, 1, 2, and 3. That's the gospel. That's the, Paul even says, this is the gospel, right? We can make it more complex. I appreciate that. There's great theologies that go in and out of it. I'm not talking about that. So, so Peter goes, I began telling them the good news. But just as I was getting started, the Holy Spirit fell on them as just as he fell on us at the beginning. What I absolutely positively love about this portion is... All of our programs, and everybody has them, and there's nothing wrong with setting up a skeleton program, but all of our programs, and here's Peter's program, I began telling them the good news. But as I was getting started, in other words, he's saying as I was settling in, I, I was doing my four my four uh, spiritual laws, and after I did my first spiritual law, The Holy Spirit fell. I didn't even get to finish my second, third, or fourth spiritual law. Or as our church did this presentation, the Holy Spirit fell on people and people started getting saved. You see, the Lord doesn't sit around and wait for everybody to finish the program. If that's the only case that would be, I would be very concerned. Here's Peter, definitely competent, to teach and to preach, a disciple of Jesus Christ, an apostle of Jesus Christ, gave the first big sermon in Acts chapter two. The leader in the church, you know, up to this point, before we get in Acts fifteen, and he said, "And I'm getting started. I'm getting rolling. I'm going." And while I'm getting started, wouldn't you know it, the Holy Spirit falls on all of them. And then he said, "And then I thought of the words of the, what the Lord said: John baptized with water, uh, but you will be baptized." with the Holy Spirit and since God gave the Gentiles the same gift he gave us when we believed in the Lord Jesus who was I to argue and that's that's the ticket right there so here's my plan God this is what I'm going to do follow what I'm going to do Lord I'm going to give them this five point message here's point one and during point one, God goes, boom, and people are getting saved left or right. And his response was, well, was I, I'm not going to argue. What am I going to say? This is God's salvation. It's God's gift. It's God's grace. It's God's mercy. He goes, I'm not going to argue with God. Poured out the Holy Spirit on him just like he did to us. Poor Peter. You just feel for the guy because I have I've experienced this hundreds of times where I do all this prep and <laughs> I go to do the prep. it's like god just know god's like isn't dave cute uh anyway (laughs) so it's not even close right and my point in telling you that is that's okay if it's the lord it's okay don't argue it's it's fine you don't it doesn't have to be an exact program an exact format exact i'm telling you there's only a few exact formulas, few exact processes, not a ton of them. And the most exact thing is that there is one way, and that is Jesus Christ, period. But all this other stuff, you just like, I don't even. So he gets out, he starts to just begin, and the Lord goes, bam! And the apostle was like, okay, well, you know, I got through that. I got through part of my sermon. I got notes for a new sermon then, I guess, is what he had. The reason that I'm telling you this is to show you the sovereignty of God. In your situation, in your salvation, in other people's salvation, who you're praying for, there's still this sovereignty issue. Now I've been praying for family members, for certain family members, ever since I've been a Christian. It's a long time to pray, isn't it? It's over 40 years, right? I'm not going to stop praying, but I I have learned in the last 10 years maybe better than the first 30 years plus. I don't tell God how to do it. I just ask him to do it. It's just like, you know, whatever it takes, Lord. (laughs) Whatever you need to do, that'd be great. Super duper. The
2: most results for where I could send a donation. We appreciate that. I really appreciate what you all do. Thank God for ACLJ and all the people that work there and and the things that you have done like overturning Roe v. Wade. But what I'm calling about today is, you asked the question, where should the money be spent? I believe that we really shouldn't spend that money at all. The national debt is out of control. And Democrats and Republicans are both guilty of taking taxpayer money and spending it on frivolous things that we're not even going to know about. I I can't believe that the national debt is already approaching, what, $30 trillion? trillion? Yep. I have no idea, can't fathom what that is going to be like in terms of amount of money. So look, I'm just one person. No, you, but Steve, you've, always, ra- you've, you you've raised some really great issues. And, Steve, let me ask you this, because this is an interesting question. You're, you're talking about the national debt, which is, as you said, $30 trillion. You thought of that. I mean, that's the thing that's bothering you. What is it about that? Is it leaving that debt to the next generation is bothering you, or just the whole way our government's functioning?